0: Our number is six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. That's six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad?
1: I'm doing grand.
0: Oh, that's grand to hear. So let's start off with the week that was in the NFL week seven. Um, which uh, which was an interesting week to begin with. First, it started off last time we were recording. Of course, that was during the blowout. That was the Broncos over the Cardinals, forty-five to ten.
1: And that was just a blunder of
0: of a uh, play for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I, I they they're quite, I mean not ready for primetime I think is an understatement. But I mean, well,
1: i think Denver's defense had to score twice or more.
0: Uh, twice. I believe they scored two times. I actually had them on my fantasy team, and uh, two times. And boy, did they come through big time, <laughs> big time for me. I'll yeah, talk... it
1: was unwatchable.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm not surprised, but I think that was going in. Look, I mean, the Thursday night games have been better, but I mean, this was one I think we could have seen from a mile away. This one was not going to be a marquee matchup. Um, but then, right. again... and
1: plus Denver needed to, you know, sh- sh- show some kind of life.
0: Yeah, really. Yes, and uh, they have now. Um, and then on the other side of the—pretty con- much the other side of the ocean, Chargers beat the Titans 20-19 to in a game in which uh, I believe they were two— I think it was two missed two-point conversions, or I might be confusing it with another game. Um, but at one point, we were watching the game, me and you, and I even said to you when they went— when they scored, uh, when Tennessee scored their second touchdown of the game, uh, no, first touchdown in game at uh, nine nine forty three in the third quarter, I said to you they should really go for two here. One, one they're going to have to go for a touchdown, but at least if they get a, a two point conversion,
1: you wanted them to go for it early, and they yeah. went for it late.
0: They went for it late and they missed on the two point conversion that would have given them uh, the win uh, with thirty one seconds left. But I mean it, I just I just think if you had done it earlier you would have had a different mindset plus it would have sort of caught the Chargers off guard I don't know
1: right. Well I think the good news is that the two-point play is in
0: play Well yeah I mean you see uh, Tomlinson go or uh, yeah Tomlin go for it all the time it feels like <laughs> Um yeah uh in a wild one in Chicago Patriots 38 Bears 31 uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about how Trubisky's last-second Hail Mary throw got caught on the two-yard line to uh, yeah. by Kevin White, and then he just couldn't get into the end zone. But really, it happened with the New England defense. A punt-blocked f- return for a touchdown and a, uh, a kick return, or a punt return return for a touchdown.
1: It's hard to overcome that.
0: Yeah, two of those. Even if one of those didn't, if they got that one punt off, you know, then we're talking about, hey, this game went into overtime and we're not talking about yeah. I mean, there there were chances early. I mean, the Bears put up a big fight. I mean, the Patriots have not been slamming anybody this year. I mean, they're putting up big numbers, but it seems like other teams are, are, are staying close.
1: Yeah, you can't count them out.
0: No. You can't. Buffalo-
1: but, but no, are the, are the Bears for real? I mean, that's the real question. You know, is, is Minnesota going to stay or are they going to fade? You know, uh, the Lions look for real. They just got snacks.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about the trades that have been going on in a minute. But yeah, I think the Bears have staying power. Um, I think that the offensive tools that Trubinsky has is really can good. Can I, I think he, well, not only can they improve, but they're solid to begin with. You know, Allen Robinson yeah. and, uh, you know, Kevin White is is very good. Trey yeah. Burton, he's – Trubisky and Trey Burton have a good sink going on. And, I mean, that backfield, I mean, Jordan Howard goes out, Tariq Cohen just steps but, right in.
1: But that was a good test for them.
0: It was. It was. Um, and they held they held on to their own. Same thing how it was a test when um, uh, Kansas City went into a New England and they almost pulled right, it out. We talked about that. So, you know, these st- – Teams are, are coming close to fully passing the test, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with the B+. Plus. And I think that's mm-hmm. what some of these teams are doing. Yeah, um, and then
1: there's the whole second half to the season.
0: Yeah. Which, uh, Things can change. And that'll come up very, very soon. Uh, Buffalo stinks. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only five points. Um, and uh, it's been pointed out that seven straight weeks, Todd Gurley has scored. Todd Gurley. Has scored. Outscored <laughs> the Bills. Outscored the Bills the last seven weeks. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Rams, but the Bills beat the Bikes. Yeah, that was one game. But uh, you know, I know. So what's going on? Well, it was just that one game. Yeah, any given Sunday. Uh, speaking of Todd Gurley, thirty-nine to ten, the Rams over the Niners. I believe you had the Niners <laughs> at plus ten or plus nine. Yeah. Nah, that was not. That wasn't going to do. Yeah. So that streak continues. The Todd Gurley being better than the Bills. Uh, the aforementioned Detroit Lions win in Miami, thirty-two to twenty-one. Dominican Sue returns to Miami and he does pretty well. Osweiler not as good as the previous week, but I mean, I, I mean, I think Tannenhill is going to want to come back soon before his job is gone. Although this week, <laughs> we'll get to this week against, you know, Osweiler versus the Texans, but maybe Tannehill doesn't have to wait. We don't have to worry about that. Miscues abound in New York as the Jets fall to the Vikings, 37-17. I mean, Darnold had two interceptions plus a fumbled loss. He fumbled another one. He recovered. It was just a Well, they're a mess.
1: saying the winds of the Meadowlands. He's not prepared for that.
0: No. No, definitely not. Vikings went for it when they were up, you know, two, three touchdowns pretty late in the fourth quarter, and the Jets were no, no problem deep in the jet in uh, jet territory. Minnesota went for it um, on fourth down and scored a pretty debilitating touchdown, which that's that that was the dagger.
1: Now, how about Cousins using the Jets for uh, just to pump up his uh, negotiation with the Vikings?
0: I'm not surprised, but you know, only time's going to tell. Look, I'm not going to say Darnold's better than. Than Cousins, I'm not going to say that he's going to have a better career than Cousins, but only time will tell. We'll see, you know. And you were mentioning about Minnesota, if they can, if they are for real, if they're going to hold on, the, you know, th- their whole point was they were one game away from the Super Bowl, and now they've got a, you know, what everyone considers a better quarterback. So why aren't they better? And the problem is their defensive backfield has been very suspect. You know, injuries, Xavier Rhodes. And,
1: well, this isn't the time for that to happen. No, but that... So th- this is one of the, the, the huge... I mean, this should be a huge revenge game coming up with New Orleans.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Uh, Carolina goes into Philly, scores 21 consecutive points. <laughs> they were down 17 nothing at a halftime. Philly gets shut out in the second half, and uh, Cam Newton uh, pretty much does it himself, 21-17. to
1: Yeah, no, that hadn't happened since... Uh... I don't know why. I think 1968 was the last time a previous Super Bowl uh, winner, but like was ahead 17 or more points in the fourth quarter and lost, you know,
0: at home. Yeah, well, it did not work out well for them. In so, what's going on um, for Philly? Yeah, it's over. I don't think it's over, but I think that they got onto a roll last year, plain and simply. You know, they had the underdog mentality. You know, we talk about that yeah. in the past nice. and. Now you know,
1: this, I, they're back to being disappointing.
0: Well, I think that is a big part of that, and also you have the fact that it's a Super Bowl hangover too. You know, and everybody gets up for yeah. hey, we're playing the Eagles. Yeah. Let's rise up. Let's get this going. Uh, and yet another overtime game by the Cleveland Browns, twenty six twenty three. Every week. Every week, including just disappointments uh, at the in the field goal <laughs> department, um, a missed field goal um, by Tampa Bay at the end of regulation, a missed field goal I think by Cleveland in overtime. It was not good, uh, and um, so they uh, they lose again. But look, we can say they're better than they were the last two years because they're playing close sure. enough that they they need extra time. So. But still, uh, Blake Bortles took, you know, he rode the pine 20-7 uh, to 7 Houston. Because? Because he is. Can't hold on to the football. And he's fallen back into good old garbage time Bortles. Like, it's it's not working out for him. There's actually a now, prop. No,
1: he should, uh, they they should get uh, Eli.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like the Giants are giving up on everybody else, and that was what everybody talked about last year. Um, and
1: they said Coughlin was that uh, the game had passed him by, and they haven't done all they've done is become worse since he left.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Giants losing again, this time in Atlanta to go to six and one, twenty three to twenty, and some really bonehead calls by Pat Shermer. <laughs> I mean this guy was a this guy was an also ran, and you know after Cleveland, just because he he was a, just because you were a good offensive coordinator doesn't mean you make a good. A good coach or head well, he coach was a head coach no, but that's what I'm saying, yeah, so in the yeah, so they do a so with four minutes left in the uh fourth quarter to try and go up four uh, try to go up and only be down by six, they go for a two point conversion, which was a pass to Odell, which probably was not a good choice, they probably would have been better given it to Barkley, which they did. With five seconds left, although why even go for two there? Because if you miss that, then you're 18. Then it just it didn't make sense. And why even right. why bother? Well, just kick the field goal and try to get the onside <laughs> kick. Uh, spoiler, they did not. So and, he complicates things. Makes it worse. Who, Shermer? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he has been. And this offensive line is trash. It's absolute garbage to the point where... I mean, right now, I mean the Giants. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, we can look back and like, wow, they got Saquon Barkley so early in the draft. Now they were trying to get ba- stay bad, <laughs> get the quarterback they missed out on. But I mean, at this point, well, I a- you
1: seem to think it doesn't matter because as bad as they are, they'll get a quarterback this
0: year. Yeah, seems like it because
1: <laughs> so maybe it's going to be all right.
0: But at this- and, and and of course you
1: want to talk about those trades. I mean, uh, you know, a couple of guys gone.
0: Right, but at the same time, so when you look at the Giants, I'd almost think that let's say they have a top five pick, to the extent where you start to think this offensive line is so bad, do they trade that pick and try to get some other picks for linemen? Because
1: no, I think you have to use it.
0: You got to do, but well, you got to do something. But yes, the Giants after this game and they threw up the white flag real quick. I mean, not even twenty four hours, and Eli Apple was traded to the Saints. Um so one no, of you, But
1: that's a, but that's a, but that's five Felicia
0: Pretty much he, he was doing horribly He was he was a first round pick and so you know they they but also I mean still and I've brought it up so many times before name the last really good I I you know I it's easy to say great and you can't name one but name like a really solid pro bowl defensive back for the New York Giants Can you name one uh, wow,
1: that's a great question.
0: Like, can you even like? It's been years. Like, I'd right, almost have to say right, back, right. back when you know uh, Parcells was roaming the sidelines. Because you can't. <laughs> don't give me. Don't give me Seahorn, please. Enough of that.
1: <laughs> Jason Seahorn.
0: Jay Hollywood. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> didn't work out for him either. No, he didn't. Um, although I'm sure he has a nice life now at uh, post football. Um, so they not only trade one defensive player but they also trade from another strength they tra- trade Damon Harrison snacks. He went to Detroit, correct yeah so now Detroit it just got that much better. I know Patricia's gonna be able Matt Patricia's gonna be able to um use, use him, him use him really well talk uh speaking about moving on uh, speaking about uh missed extra points and field goals. Justin Tucker missing one at the end of uh, the—missing a PAT, a point after touchdown that would have tied the game at home (laughs) against the Saints. And they lose 24-23. to I mean, this guy never missed a uh, point after PAT in his career, and he misses one, and it comes at the worst time. Yeah, there's never a good time for that. No, there's never a good time, but there's always—there's bad times and the worst times— (laughs) And he picked the worst time. Like when when it counts. Yeah, when it really counts. Um, Washington continues their stronghold on the NFC East with another win this Hail time. the
1: mighty Redskins over the. How do they lead the division? Oh. That's shocking. well, point right there.
0: I think part part of it is Alex Smith. You know what you get out of Alex Smith? So they're playing a little defense too. Well, they're playing a little defense. I mean, Alex Smith does not lose games. You want to call him a game manager? Fine. This he has to be it. the most. Yeah. This has yeah, to he be. Doesn't give it up. The most successful game manager, I would say, in the history of the NFL. Now, of course, he doesn't have even a conference championship to show for it, but...
1: Well, you know, there's something to note, though, with the Redskins, because they have uh, their... The rest of their schedule has the lowest percentage of wins.
0: I mean, to say that it's a cakewalk would be very, very unfair, because this is the NFL, but they're sitting at four and two... They are two games ahead in the loss column over Dallas and Philadelphia, and we've talked about the Eagles' troubles, and I mean, unless they trade for Le'Veon Bell, which is not likely to happen, and even though Dallas got the, the, the Raiders yet again jettisoning more pieces, sent off Amari Cooper to Dallas, which I know Jerry must be excited about to get a big wide receiver, but... I don't think and the that... general manager said he wanted he wants to win. Who? Washington? Uh, Mackenzie what's his name? Oh, in um in uh yeah, uh, the, the Raiders. Uh, yeah. No, but I've gone over this before and I am on it. I'm gonna stick to my <laughs> I'm gonna stick. He's I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. This is just a farewell tour and they wanna make sure A that look you wanted us to say goodbye to you. Here's Lynch you know, hometown boy hears, you know, grew... So they're collecting draft choices? I think so. I think so, because... For we, their new location? Yes, that's a big part of it. And also, look, this is also their scorched earth policy, I think. We don't want to come back to Oakland. It's not that we don't... Right, maybe, I, I shouldn't right, say we don't want I'll to come burn back. Burn the bridge. But, like, just let us know. Like, Just let them know. Look, uh, you know, we're going to leave a little yeah, bad taste we, in your yeah, mouth. we
1: get it. Make, 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 make them all sour.
0: right. So, it's unfortunate, but you know what? It's working. It it's working and look, they got a first round a first round pick for Amari Cooper, which I mean, Dallas if you look at Jerry, he was foolish because he he thought a fifth rounder for Josh Gordon was too much. But a first rounder for Amari Cooper. Look, Amari's got the skills. But, I mean, that foot has not gotten better, and those legs just get weaker and weaker as the season goes so on. not only that, you, you don't know if he comes to play every week. That's right. Exactly. At least Josh— very, very undependable. At least, Josh, you're giving up a fifth-rounder, and he stays healthy. Look, he has other yeah. troubles, but he stays healthy. And He's so, redeemable. Absolutely he is. Not to say Amari's not, but Amari just—I mean, that foot goes, and he's going. Um, and then to finish off the week, uh, Kansas City continues their strong domination over the league, um, forty-five to ten over the Bengals. Bengals have started to trip up. Uh, look, they're playing really good offense, but yikes! Um, Pittsburgh now has sold yeah, but
1: How do you stop them,
0: Kansas City? Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, speaking of how to stop them, let's look at this week. Week eight in the NFL. Speaking of that, you know it starts um, off. Denver gets their second shot at Kansas City. Um, I'd like to think that they'd be able to uh, build on their mistakes, you know. But Mahomes just seems like he can avoid anything. (laughs) He is magic. He he really is. I mean, this guy throws. He throws with his left hand. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, And he's he's pretty smart. He's very smart. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He anticipates things. He's got it. So, Dad, what are your what are your uh, best bets I'm, of the week? I'm
1: making it really simple because it's uh, you know it's, it's it's hard to bear picking these losers.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I'm, I'm going to go
1: with one of the. I think one of the biggest revenge games in modern history,
0: mm. and and
1: that has to be the Saints at, at the Vikings. Saints. It was a big miracle in Minneapolis. So what was The it miracle
0: called? in Minneapolis.
1: Yeah, I mean that was amazing. I mean that has you know, I don't think any the team can forget that. So I think they come prepared to go to work. I think so. Um,
0: I have it as a pick 'em.
1: Yeah, it's like that or one maybe.
0: Uh, I, I'm sure it could but, be. You it's, know, one one and have something like that. It's it, but Minnesota, uh, Minnesota. But, yeah. Minnesota but has that's the
1: theory. revenge
0: theory, right? Right. Yeah, and I would absolutely take the Saints. Yeah. I mean, that's...
1: It, it's a game of redemption football.
0: It is, and they're five, and the Saints are five and one. You know, I mean, Eli Apple is not dominant. They can't
1: stop anybody.
0: No, but but they need it, so they need somebody. The Vikings, uh I yeah, I I, I agree with you. I like the Saints in that, and I think uh, take them with the, you know, with the points.
1: Yeah, I do like them. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to keep it simple this week. You know, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Ooh, I like that. Oh my, yeah. So yeah, so the the Bengals, you know. But you were saying they're are kind of uh going back to their old ways.
0: They've flattened out. I mean, after a fast start, they're now four and three. Now they host the Buccaneers and the Bengals are given four and a half. I think that home cooking plus Jameson basically he throws it I mean, Peyton Barber is looking injured. Um so they're not sure about him, so they're gonna throw, you know, uh I forget his name, but he's he's probably gonna be out there. Um, he just loves to throw it to Marquise Godwin, and I don't know why. Because, I mean, that guy just—I know he's a rookie, but holy cow! Um, he—he he needs to get his head out of his rear end. They don't use. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I mean that game against the Steelers, he kept dropping everything, and and. Uh, but they don't use the Sean Jackson, and uh, yeah, I—I. I th- well, he's been injured. Yeah. And he's had the concussion. Yeah, but and, I. Uh, you know he's hot and cold. But I think some home cooking will be good for them. Um, so I like, yeah, I, th- I think the Bengals, given four and a half at home, I think that's a good choice. And we talked about the Lions. Yes. And now Seattle, Detroit giving coming into town, so that's another home team. Detroit giving three. Uh, I'm I'm on with that. And Harrison, you know Patricia, he's qu- yeah. almost quite literally foaming at them, like just salivating over how can well, I. Well, you use know,
1: this uh, he's he seems to be the better of the coaches so far from the Belichick tree.
0: So I mean, far, he's solving
1: problems with that team that they had last year. They couldn't run the ball. Now they and, can run the ball.
0: And now, carried uh, Kenron. was it, Cameron? Yeah, Kerry Johnson. I mean, hundred and fifty yards on the ground last week.
1: <laughs> you don't have him on your
0: fantasy. Do you? No, he's gone. I think, or at least he's just. I haven't picked him up because either he's been gone in some leagues, or he's just. It's feast or famine. In sometimes now, hopefully, this will continue, but. Yeah, and so you like the bears, lions, tigers, and bears. So the bears at home giving nine to the Jets. Ah, yeah. Nine?
1: Is it up to nine?
0: That's what I have. Chicago. Yeah. See, that's
1: the problem, right? The number just slips away.
0: On well, what did what did you have it? I at? I mean,
1: I'm thinking that's a seven point game.
0: No, no. What what Von Miller could not do to Darnold, Khalil Mack can definitely do to Darnold. Right. That...
1: Well, I'm you know I'm really thinking the Bears are going to do something. I I you know I. Was surprised last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I like, I like your picks. I like the Bears. I, I even like them at, at given nine, at minus well, nine. Okay. I, I'm telling you, uh, 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 two, like a two score game. It, it, it has to be. It can't be anything less than that. I'm sorry. They're not if, gonna.
1: T- you know, taking the Redskins. It was tempting.
0: Uh, Redskins home uh, at Giants. That's a pick'em. Yeah. I have it as a pick'em. No way. Yeah, I
1: saw that the pick'em, and then it went to one maybe.
0: Oh, come getting one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all, the Giants are going to be a home dog no matter what in that game. Yeah, I think well, I think the Redskins will do fine there.
1: Now you think shaking loose some of these players sends a message to some of these guys to wake up? Including Manning himself, if he wants to end, his, he says he wants to end his career there.
0: Oh, his his career will be ending. Uh, <laughs> there's no doubt about that.
1: <laughs> are they gonna show him the door? Are they going to show him the bench first or just the door?
0: Well, they're saying the only untouchables are um, Beckham and Barkley. Everybody else can ship well, up the shamba. Beckham or ship should up. go. He's not going to. He's
1: well, just I not... can't imagine how the 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 announcers. I was watching the game. I'm in, in love with this guy. Right,
0: you know, yeah, but he's a peacock. Like all other wide receivers, he's a peacock. He shows the feathers. He makes the and you know, there's yeah. a re there's a reason why he's got one of the top jerseys in the league. You know, the hair, the attitude. It's not
1: because it's lucky thirteen.
0: No, no, there's far better thirteens out there. I should know. I wear mine on my back. Uh, Le'Veon no. Bell was reported to come to come back to To the Steelers' can't buy after the buy, but uh, still no Le'Veon. The next guess is that he's going to come back week ten because after that he forfeits his free agent year. But I, I, I think he, I think, uh-huh. I think he's out for the whole time, and I think that because what they can do is the if that if he stays out past week ten, the yeah. Steelers can't trade him, but they can allow teams to speak with him about a trade, and, like, it's it's a whole convoluted thing. Like, the Steelers right. can't initiate the trade talk.
1: Okay, so let's say he comes back because, he you know, he wants the free agency. That's why he's doing all this. That makes a lot of sense. Right. But, I mean, if you're him, are you, aren't you still concerned about your injury? Possibilities and the free agent? You know, I, are you, are you going to be, you know, the guy they expect you to be, or are you going to be making business decisions
0: out there I, for the last. Few I, games? I think I think it's business decisions. From I don't think he cares. Well, then
1: you can't play
0: him. No, I I agree. I think I don't think the Steelers should give in. I think they should be like, all right, well, you can just take a seat right over there. You know, James Conner's our guy, and we'll put you on special teams if you really really want to play. But for right now, no, you don't get to do this. You know, you don't you don't let. Um, a screaming child or a child with a tantrum—you you don't, you just don't give in, or at least immediately. And right. I think if the right. if Bell comes back, I don't think the Steelers do that immediately. Look, right now, they're on top of the division. You know, even with that tie, they still—you know—they have one less loss than Cincinnati. Yeah, and but look
1: at—doesn't he have like seven touchdowns or something, Connor?
0: Yeah, no, Connor's been doing really good. And I mean that—that—that's that, up there with.
1: You know, with some greats, I would think with with this many games,
0: it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So we'll have to see how that goes. All right. So you like Lions, Tigers, Bears, and you like the Saints in the Revenge game. Nicely done. I do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's see how that goes. Okay. Yeah, and that's the Sunday night game. I they're going to get a lot of
0: eyeballs on. That. Oh man. Oh, big time for sure. Uh moving over to now the World Series. Uh the Houston, the Los Angeles Dodgers were able to overcome a Game 7 including a giant 3-run homer by Yasiel Puig to put them ahead for good in that world in uh that Game 7. Uh in which all runs were scored on home runs in that game by the way.
1: And how and how excited was he?
0: Oh, he was he was He was thrust. He was hitting. (laughs) He was. He was punching his thighs. He was so excited. He's crazy, right? He's great, but he's great. You want that? He's. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah, he's a story. Yes, of course he is. And then, of course, the Red Sox um, winning four straight against the former World Champion Houston Astros, four games to one. They only they've only lost two games this postseason. Have the Red Sox? It's possible
1: to win so much that people get tired of
0: winning? you know, it, it's almost happening
1: with Boston, right?
0: You, you can't uh, take all their winning. I, I can't. You know what? See, the thing is is that with the Patriots, yes, but the Red Sox have been such a different story, even though they've won two in this century. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They've won three this century. 04, um, wow. 07, and 2011, I believe. Um, yeah. So I'm not quite sick of it. And also, now we have the historical matchup we've got Boston LA, we've got Dodger Blue you know, the Red Sox right. East
1: Coast, West Coast,
0: you got it all. You've got um, lefting, left-handed starters up the wazoo I mean, there's never been so many, and also this was the first time Clayton Kershaw had ever pitched, you know, this is one of those interesting pre, um, what do you want to call it, pre-interleague stuff Clayton Kershaw, one of the game's best lefty, probably, if not the game's best lefty over the last 10 years, had never pitched at Fenway Park until game one, which is an unbelievable thing to think about. Yeah, I get it right in that. Right. So, and also the class, I mean, don't forget, these are two of the three, get this, two of the three oldest ballparks in Major League Baseball are, are, are hosting the World Series this year. The Dodgers have the third oldest ballpark. What? Yeah. They have the third oldest ballpark.
1: Well, number one has to be Wrigley, no?
0: Uh no. Actually, Fenway Park is number one. Really? Yeah. Uh let me double check check on that. Um
1: might be right.
0: Yeah, let me double check on that. Um yeah, so I'm surprised because I mean Dodger
1: Stadium, and Chavez Ravine. I mean, yeah, I guess on 2 stadiums.
0: Okay. Right here. Um Fenway Park 1912, Wrigley Field 1914, Dodger Stadium 1962. Wow. Yeah, 1962.
1: So Yeah, they played the Chavez Ravine.
0: That's right. Well, 59, they played in um, the uh, Coliseum. Don't forget, they were in the Coliseum. They actually won.
1: Oh, Start was yeah.
0: They won. They won a World Series at the Coliseum. That was when they had because they had a short. I think it was a short right field. But they had like, I mean, how tall was the? They had an even taller um, monster than Fenway Park did. I mean, theirs was something like 30 feet, if not more. (laughs) And that was just, that wasn't even like a fence. That was, uh, what do you want, netting? Three stories. Yeah, just netting. That's what that was. Uh, By the way, to round it out, both uh, Angel Stadium and the Oakland Coliseum both opened in 1962, so they're tied for fourth. Oh, the, uh, where was that? The Uh, Angels? Angels Stadium, the big A. I'd say
1: look in the move now.
0: Well, of course, but but here's the thing: they did a redo on that stadium. Like they've been working on that thing forever. They finished it, I think, at around like in 2000. And you know, it's 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 fine. I I don't think they should, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, they also the Rangers had to move out of their ballpark, and their ballpark opened up in 94. But you know, because of the like, heat and stuff like that, that's been a problem. Uh, so to round out the top ten, so you've got Fenway, Wrigley, Dodger Stadium, top three. Angels Stadium and Oakland Coliseum are tied for fourth. Kauffman Stadium, 1973, followed Coach
1: by— is. who plays there?
0: That's the Kansas City Royals, 1973. Okay. Remember, that, that's been open pretty much their entire existence. Um, and then you get closer to very modern day, the Rogers Center, formerly the Sky Dome, 1989— and then tr- believe this believe it or not Tropicana Field opened up in 1990 where that's where the Tampa Bay Rays play Wow. yeah yeah so those are that's rounding that out um so yeah so uh Boston leads the series one game to one game to nothing a really good game one that um you know Clayton Kershaw I don't think he deserved he did not deserve um really that well as many runs that he was attributed to, I know a lot of his inherit, a lot of his strand, his runners that he put on base scored. But I mean, Ryan Madson, like he bounced the ball, like he did not have a good inning, and he gave up those inherited runners. Um, and they want him to win eight to five, and then right now here we are in the bottom of the fifth, Dodgers lead at two to one.
1: Yeah, so, but who's this ninety nine?
0: That's. Uh, uh, Ryu. Pitcher. No, a big no, he's a starter. Ryu. He's um, I believe Korean. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu. He came into league in 2013. This year, this season, in 15 games, starts. He he was beset by injury. He was seven and three with a nine point, 1.97 ERA. You know he's he's pretty good. He's so overall his five year career here.
1: Well, in the, at first, I thought it was Valenzuela out there looking at his body body shape. Right,
0: but I mean, you know, the Dodgers have three lefty starting pitchers, and that can go deep. Um, Kershaw, of course, uh, Ryu, who's already gone longer than Kershaw has in in his game. And also uh, Rich Hilly, who you'll see in Game 3 in L.A., and he's he's a big overhand curveball guy. Um, I'd like
1: to see that.
0: Right, and that's what's been going on is just a lot of off-speed stuff because, I mean, these are amazing hitters, so they can turn on a fastball. So you have to set up the fastball with these off-speed pitches. It's not It's not the old way. It's not the other way around. Plus, Alex Cora really going new school. I mean, they haven't even announced; they they're not even giving clues who Game Three is going to be started for for the Red Sox, because both Rick Porcello and um, Nathan Avaldi are on bullpen duty for Game Two. You know the way yeah. the the way well the way the game has changed leverage situations. I need innings here, and don't forget, you know, the, that's just the way the game's played. And it's the it's the postseason, so there's extra days off, you know, that they're used to, and you know, if you can, right. you know, they use them in short situations. Sale and Kershaw only didn't go beyond the fourth inning, or I'm sorry, didn't go back into the fifth inning last year, or uh, la- ah, blah, last night in the pre in game one. Yeah, but that's good. Yeah, that's good. That keeps them that keeps them rested, and those are two that when they're on, they are on. Yeah. Um, so they can come back even for probably. Game so you
1: four. expect Boston to win
0: this? I think so. 108 wins—that's hard to overcome. I think the Dodgers can win at least two. I think one in LA, and if they hold on to this game, they can they can win this. But I right. I think that they're it's going to come back for Game Six, and I think Boston will win it at home, which it which is better that way. Right. Yeah. And so. and, and how are the ratings?
1: They were good for game one.
0: Uh, you know, I actually haven't looked up the ratings. Um, I can look at that real quick. Because I know
1: football ratings are
0: up. Yes, they are. Because I, I think just. Um, I think they solved the kneeling. Well. Situation. Well, you know, the kneeling situation to an extent, it's, more so that. Over. More so that they've just decided whatever. Like they're they're not really. But there's no focus on it. It's not a topic. It's, it's, no, it's it's not a topic. Seems top. like it's over. Uh, yeah, I I think the over talking about it is over. Like people are just tired of talking about it. People, even the people who yeah. Yeah, who yeah, didn't yeah. like it, to I, it right.
1: doesn't have traction. Uh,
0: I think it, I think it's done. It's run its course. Plus, I think that there are bigger things in the world to worry about right now than that. Sure. Um, so game one had a, a three point seven, which mm. was. Um, that was down five percent in the fourteen to eighteen demo, and eight percent overall in last year's. Um,
1: what do you think that was? Was it against something? What was it up against?
0: Uh, Wasn't a. Uh, I guess not much. Not not really much.
1: So it's losing its popularity, basically.
0: Well, I think part of it is. Well, don't forget what's the biggest market in the United States?
1: Um, New York.
0: Okay, who who are the? Uh, what's the what's the biggest baseball team in the New York area? Yankees. Okay, who are their mortal enemies? Uh, Boston. Okay, so and if you're an old school, then you're a Brooklyn Dodger hater as well. So these are two teams that you really despise. So you're not going to watch that. Plus the Dodgers.
1: <laughs> plus the. You're only going to watch them when they're behind.
0: Well, of course. Plus the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers were in it last year, so that sort of like newfangled, like, hey, they haven't been in since '88. So this is an interesting. So that's kind of gone now. Um, and while there are a lot of great players, the marquee players, the Bryce Harpers, the, you know, the Trout. Trout, Judge, I mean, Stanton, Altuve, these are names, you know, Kershaw. Yeah, they're they're gone. Kershaw, I think, is the biggest name followed by Sale, and, you know, those are pitchers. I mean, they're great hitters on both of these teams, but no. So lowest uh, viewership for Game 1 since 2014, and that was um, Royals-Giants. I mean, that was a big one. That was like, whoa, Royals are in? Wow. And, you know. All that stuff. So, okay. So, we'll see if it's a trend or we'll soon find out. It'll be interesting, especially when it shifts to LA. I think once the series really kicks in a high gear, that'll be interesting too. So, yeah.
1: Okay, great.
0: All right, great, Dad. Uh, so, thanks very much for joining me this week, and uh, we'll talk to you Thank later. You. All right, see you later. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.